the night. Um, uh, I'm not really going to give a talk. So, <laughs> What I'd like to do is just reflect a little and then kind of guide us through um, some reflections on the Brahma Viharas. I also, I want to acknowledge that, um, you know, at least on one level, something is coming to an end, maybe the, the month of practice together. And uh, some people are, are leaving and uh, some people have already gone and others will be coming. And just wanted to name that really. And as you all well know, it's uh, it's a very good opportunity to um, yeah really notice what rises around that change. Maybe different kinds of thoughts and feelings at different times, and maybe a sense of being in touch with a sense of equanimity, steadiness with that. Um, so part of the, uh, the intention or the where, where what I wanted to offer this evening is coming from is from a, a sense of wanting to uh, celebrate, celebrate this time of practice um, with, with, with you all um, and to invite you to acknowledge and reflect a little on the wholesome qualities and factors of mind that have been cultivated, that have been cultivated. So, so helpful, I think, at times um, to really acknowledge, to really recognize uh, so many wholesome qualities that are being cultivated, you know, whether we feel like we've, uh, you know, succeeded in uh, different ways or we've got five and a half insights, great, done it, reached my goal. <laughs> or whether we're feeling like, well, you know, what was all that about? <laughs> but so important, so important to be able to uh, acknowledge the wholesome qualities that have been strengthened and deepened, you know, whether it's been, you know, lovely or difficult or a mixture, the degree of dedication of you all to practice has just blown me away. You know, I feel very moved by that. And... um, I just really want to reflect some of that back to you, you know. I, mean, I um, just it's been such a joy and a privilege to to meet with each of you, and it's so clear to me, you know, so clear that the these wonderful qualities that are growing and seeing and hearing about some of the process and obviously not knowing all of it by any means but uh, just um, just in awe of you all really (laughs) your courage uh, your kindness your persistence uh, the patience Just, you know, I don't know if you want to right now. You just, I don't know if it's helpful to to name something for yourself that you can really oh, you know, offer that appreciation to yourself. You know, I don't know 
maybe not all of us are are like this, but like many people, I tend to be very, very negative or, you know, you have, you need like 16 positive things to outweigh one negative thing, something like that, right? (laughs) So it's really, you know, it's almost like we have to actually give more air time or space to really recognize, you know, again, I'm going on about it a bit, but just invite you, you know. And this can be hard, can't it? It's like somehow just to recollect our sila, our goodness, to acknowledge our good effort and our you know, our good heartedness through it all. And also that of others. So we acknowledge that even though we maybe I've never spoken with someone or never will. They out they are our Dharma sister, brother, friend. Isn't that amazing? The, even, you know, the intimacy of that. Something besides treasure that that we that we that we share in the silence and the love and support that you've given and received. So, so beautiful, so, so lovely. So with a sense of, yeah, celebrating, celebrating, giving thanks. And particularly this evening, just taking some time together to perhaps celebrate, I don't know if this is a strange thing to do, but to really celebrate these four great qualities of heart, the Brahma Viharas. You know, to see them not just as um, something I've got to, you know, develop, or <laughs> but this great potential, this great human potential maybe in other creatures, other mammals and other sentient beings also, but we know the human realm is where we are. So to actually celebrate, make much of, um, you know, reflect on, incline towards um, these particular qualities which when we When we live with them, they bring healing and liberation. And they are, they have power. I was reflecting on this when we, when we make much of them, when we cultivate them, they have tremendous power. And it's um, so much of, I think, our opening into these qualities is, is somehow the understanding and remembering that these qualities are natural qualities. It's like that reflection, like already here, already here. natural part of us and to be turned to, to be be uncovered and so much of our practice does does uncover, does allow uh, allow those qualities to flower. It's kind of a natural process. But we can also find different ways in our meditation, in our life to kind of encourage them. to kind of incline towards them and you know that may look very differently for each one of us and uh, I one of the things I feel so important in 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 these with these teachings and these practices is that to to not make kindness something 
uh, for later. No, for somewhere else. For, you know, conditions to be, you know, when I, when I stop, when, I, when I'm not feeling angry anymore, then I'll be kind. But we can, you know, we can, in the moment of anger, we can, uh, what will kindness look like here? So, so, it feels like a practice for our life, you know, when we're not on retreat. In that way, it's almost, I was thinking, it's like a momentary, momentary metta. Like momentary concentration. <laughs> I don't know. It's like now, here, this, 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 this. It's, it's uh, different from the... Uh, uh, unified metta of the the still and gathered mind. It's still very powerful, very, uh, yeah, very uh, healing, liberating, potentially. Mm. So, I also wanted to kind of recap on um, a teaching I shared that, that quite a few people have asked for copies of. So I will I will make copies and I'll put them in the Yogi Needs basket. And if you want one and they've all gone, just drop me a note. I thought that was quite appropriate. Yogi Needs basket. All you need is love, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to read this out and just again as as an invitation to just to invoke to connect with these these qualities um and celebrate them here together and uh yeah to see how they balance and support each other so metta the love that connects is an antidote to all forms of aversion it is not attachment. If it slides into sentimentality, karuna brings the heart back into balance. Karuna, the love that responds, is an antidote to cruelty. It is not pity. If it slides into sorrow, mudita brings the heart back into balance. Mudita, the love that celebrates, is an antidote to envy. It is not competitive. If it slides into agitated excitement, upeka brings the heart back into balance. Upeka, the love that allows, is the antidote to partiality. It is not indifference. If it slides into disconnection, metta brings the heart back into balance. So, as you well know, the Buddha so often taught these four together, didn't he? Go. So I think there's something to be explored there about what happens when we just move through all four of them. Is it, yeah, just something to explore if you wish. But so um, what I'd like to, to do for the rest of the time is to offer a a reflection or a reading for each of the Brahma Viharas and then offer a very simple practice, a couple of phrases for you to pick up and use for a few minutes and we'll be silent together just to do that. But also if you wish during the silence, do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, so just have some meta space and improvise. <laughs> but you can use what I'm offering. And again, in the spirit of celebrating and uh, just kind of invoking or evoking um, each quality. 
so um, metta. I thought, how better than to read the Buddha's words on loving kindness, the Metta Sutta from the Sutta Nipata. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud and demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove, wishing in gladness and in safety, may all beings be at ease, whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, May all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will. Whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. By not holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense desires, is not born again into this world. So as we sit for a few minutes in silence, if you wish, you can just begin by offering, bringing this metta to yourself, to your own being, this body-mind you are with. To yourself as to others. May I be happy. May I feel loved and accepted just as I am. May I be happy. May I feel loved and accepted just as I am.
and then uh, moving moving on into the field of karuna sometimes talked of as the kind heart what happens when the kind heart meets pain or difficulty this quality of care concern able to receive to resonate with uh, suffering our own and others again we can we can reflect on what we know of that from our life um, remembering moments when we have been cared for when we have yeah, been on the receiving end of a compassionate response and can really the difference that that makes in the world to us and to others and again to see that it is a very natural natural movement of the heart when it is un, unencumbered un, un obscured, un, unburdened so natural and I wanted to share as a, a way of helping us to celebrate and invoke compassion is a beautiful prayer of the Dalai Lama's May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with oceans to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those in need of light, a place of refuge for those in need of shelter and a servant to all those in need. So, suggestion, if you wish to take it up for a few minutes, to practice, to bring to mind somebody here, a fellow yogi, or somebody in your life, somebody who you would like to hold in your mind and offer your good wishes to that person for a few minutes. And the, the phrases I'll offer are May you meet what hurts with tenderness. May you live with kindness. May you meet what hurts with tenderness. May you live with kindness.
So then letting go of that reflection for now and allowing the mind to tune towards or tune into mudita. Mudita, gentle joy, appreciation, wonder, To um, help us connect with this, I'd actually like to read you a short story, um, which is from a wonderful book called How Can I Help by Ram Das and Paul Gorman. And I love this story for a lot of reasons, but I think there's so much, yeah, there's a lot in there. And... One of the things I think it shows is the the very close relationship somehow between compassion and joy. Somehow they're very, there's something where they're very close, they're very connected. So I hope this will be, um, I hope this will bring joy. <laughs> See, so... This is, the, this is the story. I was in about 40 feet of water alone. I knew I should not have gone alone, but I was very competent and just took a chance. There was not much current and the water was so warm and clear and enticing. But when I got a cramp, I realized how foolish I was. I was not very alarmed but completely doubled up with stomach cramp. I tried to remove my weight belt, but I was so doubled up I could not get to the catch. I was sinking and began to feel more and more frightened, unable to move. I could see my watch and knew that there was only a little more time uh, on the tank before I would be finished with breathing. I tried to massage my abdomen I wasn't wearing a wetsuit, but I couldn't straighten out and I couldn't get to the cramped muscles with my hands. I thought, I can't go like this. I have things to do. I just couldn't die anonymously in this way, with no one to even know what had happened to me. And I called out in my mind, somebody, something, help me. I was not prepared for what happened. Suddenly I felt a prodding from behind me under the armpit. I thought, oh no, sharks. I felt real terror and despair. But my arm was being lifted forcibly. Around into my field of vision came an eye. The most marvelous eye I could ever imagine. I swear it was smiling. It was the eye of a big dolphin. Looking into that eye, I knew I was safe. It moved farther forward, nudging under and hooked its dorsal fin under my armpit. And with my arm over its back, I I relaxed, hugging it, flooded with relief. I felt that the animal was conveying security to me that it was healing me as well as lifting me toward the surface. My stomach cramp went away as we ascended and I relaxed with security, but I felt very strongly that it healed me too. At the surface, it drew me all the way into the shore. It took me into water so shallow that I began to be concerned for it, that it would be beached, and I pushed it back a little deeper where it waited, watching me, I guess to see if I was all right. It felt like another lifetime. When I took off the weight belt and the oxygen, I just took everything off and went naked back into the ocean to the dolphin. I felt so light and free and alive and just wanted to play in the sun and the water in all that freedom. The dolphin took me back out and played around in the water with me. 
I noticed that there were a lot of dolphins there, farther out. After a while, it brought me back to shore. I was very tired then, almost collapsing, and he made sure that I was safe in the, in the shallowest water. Then he turned sideways, with one eye, looking into mine. We stayed that way for what seemed like a very long time. Timeless, I guess. In a trance almost, with personal thoughts of the past going through my mind. Then he made just one sound and went out to join the others and all of them left. So let's practice mudita for a while, just in any way you wish, just maybe enjoying reflecting on the story or I offer phrases to include all of us here. May we open to joy, may we live with appreciation and gratitude. May we open to joy. May we live with appreciation and gratitude.
So lastly we come to Upeka, equanimity. As with all the Brahma Viharas there, it's a sense that they are so multifaceted, so many aspects or facets to equanimity, different depths and um, qualities to it. And again, can we recognize and celebrate that equanimity that has been cultivated along with the kindness and the friendliness, the, the joy and many, many other wholesome qualities. And in the midst of all that is lovely and all that is difficult, Upeka has a, a very special place in our practice bringing balance and steadiness and culminating in an unshakable deliverance of mind. So I'd like to read a beautiful uh, meditation on equanimity from Sharon Salzberg's book, The Kindness Handbook. Sit like a mountain. Sit with a sense of strength and dignity. Be steadfast. Be majestic. Be natural and at ease in awareness. No matter how many winds are blowing, no matter how many lions are prowling. Be intimate with everything and sit like a mountain. So let's sit like mountains for a while. Or in your own way, and just offer two phrases for you to use if you wish. May there be peace. May all beings live in peace. May there be peace. May all beings live in peace.
So as we come towards the end of our time together this evening, I'd like to thank you for being here for your practice and for uh, being willing to uh, join in the celebration. I think it's the quietest party I've ever been to. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.